On today's show, Slovenia's Eurobasket run comes to an end. What was the biggest reason for their downfall? And then, Luka Doncic was named the best player to build around under 25, according to NBA executives. Was anyone even close? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavs. don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Maps your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, but the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know, what do you think was the biggest reason for Slovenia's Eurobasket loss to Poland? Their run comes to an end. Some would say I jinxed them, but I think I I think I think hedged enough yesterday on, on the show, if I do say so myself. Joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com, the me, Slovenci, sir, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Me, Slovenci. Still, me, still Slovenci, right? Me, Slovenci. I gotta. Should we rock the scarves all all season? All season. That's, so, <laughs> that's something I'm trying to figure out. Um, I feel like I had to wear it today. I thought you were you gonna know, say all pod. You went all season, like all Mav season. We gotta. <laughs> you and I to, in Dallas, Texas, are gonna wear scarves. <laughs> no, I, I am so ready for the weather to get cold. But <laughs> shout out to uh, Becca, who uh, you know works for the Mavs social, and she. She made a joke the first time I wore this scarf that uh, I looked like Gru from uh, the uh, Minion can you movie. Say, can you just, you just one second just say, I'm going to steal the moon. <laughs> I'm going to steal the moon. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that movie, but <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, I have that clip forever. Uh, yeah, on today's show, we're going to get into Slovenia's loss to Poland on Eurobasket. Their Eurobasket run is done. Such a fun run. It's been so fun watching these Eurobasket games. And now we talked yesterday glowingly about how Giannis and Jokic are both out. And now Giannis, Jokic, and Luka, the three best players in the whole tournament, are out. And uh, there's a lot to talk about with that. And then Hoops Hype uh, had an NBA executive survey. They surveyed 15 executives across the NBA. And they asked who are the best players under 25 to start a season with, or to start, you know, to start next season with, or to build your team around. And Luka Doncic was obviously number one, but how much was he number one? And who else was even close? We'll talk about that. Who would we pick in our our list and all that? So we'll talk about that later in the show. But let's start with the boys, Slovenia, Slovenia. They lose 87 to 90, and it it was like. That final score tells you absolutely nothing about this game. Like, if you looked at this box score, you'd be so confused because first quarter, you had, uh, what was it? Oh, Slovenia got outscored 29-26. Second quarter, they got outscored 29-13. Like, they just couldn't score in the second. And then they outscored Poland in the third quarter, 24-6. They made this huge comeback. Uh, they're down 20 at half. In the third quarter, they make a huge comeback. They're down by one at the end of the third quarter. Fourth quarter, 
They go into it. They're they're looking all right. Luca gets ejected from the game. They're Ooh. down by ten with like one minute to go in this game, and then uh, and you're like, oh, it, it's done. They're down by ten, a minute to go. They cut it to three. They cut it to three, and then last second they have like a you know they get like a, try a last second shot. They can't call timeouts during live ball situations, and so they couldn't call a timeout. They had to just go with it. And Prepovich like tried to take a shot. From from deep, he got from like half court. He got fouled. They didn't call the foul. The refs in this game were just like, "Let's do the Polish. thing. Let's do the th- <laughs> let's do the thing." We don't like to complain about refs on this show. However, the refs in this game were just all over the place. And many of you, I, I've I've seen in comments and stuff, have been complaining about these FIBA refs. And Luca lit into this ref after the game. I mean, just absolutely just went off. There, the camera was on him for a good like five six minutes afterwards, and he was just going off at this ref yeah. saying things that I, I can't translate uh, i'm sure that i'm sure if, if you're a slovenian and you're listening to this you could probably translate it but man it, it was just a, a rough way to end uh and there's a lot of reasons but their their run comes to an end here with poland yeah i had that game on and it was i had different meetings and stuff at work and i saw the luca ejection and then they go down by 10 and honestly i had some other things coming up and i just turned it off i'm like dang it i can't see this and then you texted me and you're like, dude, this game, like, I forgot what you said, but you're talking about how crazy Slovenia. And I was like, wait, they lost, didn't they? Yeah, you were like, uh, you're, like you're like, they're down by 20, right? And I was like, no, turn it back on, turn it back on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so that's why uh, I was like, holy crap. They actually uh, came back there at the last minute or so. But I just hate it so much for, you know, just, the, I mean, we were just on yesterday's pot. I don't care if y'all want to say we jinxed or whatever, but we were just on yesterday's pot saying that this is, you know, it was like setting up a path for him, kind of, of, you know, no Serbia, no Greece. Not that they were like huge, you know, like they were going to lose anyway to those guys, but they had the two other best players in the tournament. And I was super bummed because I'm like, all right, here we go. Get past. You read the odds on yesterday's pod about how much they were favored in on this Bet game. Online, Slovenia was a 14 point favorite. Yeah. And it just, it never seemed to click for him. And Luca, you know, he struggled in this game, even, you know, before he got you know, he was bounced from the game. It's 14 points, two of seven, um, you know, from two and three of eight from three. It's like he was five of 15 from the floor. They just, you know, this team, especially, they have to have Luca have a really good game. And if not, I mean, you know, Dragic had 17, Goran, because his brother didn't play. Yeah. But you just, they had to have Luca have a massive game and it, it just never clicked. And it's, that's the, this is the March Madness style of Eurobasket. <laughs> One game. This isn't a series. And uh, so now they're just bounced. There's a couple of reasons why they lost this game. One of them, Luca was not 100%. You could just tell. There was a report a couple days ago, I think two days before the game, that he had tweaked his ankle in practice. He had sat out of practice for Slovenia. And uh, you could just, I could just tell. Like, I think I, tw- I, I tweeted it out early because I wanted to be on the record of saying that he doesn't look right because I knew that people would be like, oh, don't use that as an excuse at the end of a game. No, like he was, he really just didn't look right at all. He didn't look 100%. You can tell on certain drives. You can tell just by the way he was attacking. And there was a couple of offensive possessions in the first half. That he just wasn't even in the play. Like if Dragic was the one initiating the offense, Luca would just stand out like way out. I'm I'm pointing if you're on the audio. Uh, <laughs> he, would point, he would go way out like where James Harden or Russell Westbrook would go during an off ball like possession. He would just like completely take himself out of the play. And to me, I was like, oh, 
He doesn't feel right. And then he got nicked up a couple times in this game. There was a, a hand injury that happened in like the, the third or the second or third quarter where a teammate like stepped on his hand after he got a big block. And uh, there's just a couple other, like he landed hard at the end there. Like there, there's just a lot of different things that happened to him. You can just tell he wasn't physically 100%. And so selfishly, as someone that covers the Mavericks and wants to see Luka play for the Mavericks, I was like, okay, well, they're out now. At least he gets to heal up and all that because he was just, I mean, he's just, he was, he literally limped out of this game. Like he limped to the, to the sidelines after this. And uh, you're glad that he gets some, some rest here coming up. But, uh, but I, I was going to say, concerned. Can, we, can we take a positive angle to this and uh, take off the scarf for a second from the Mavs angle? <laughs> yeah. You know, this was going to be I, a quick turnaround anyway. I hate so, doing this, but yeah. But like, I mean, in realistic, it's only a, f- a few more days. And, you know, obviously there's, there were going to be two more games. But, you know, from a Mavs angle to this, if you want to look at it from this, this you know, lens here, you know, if, the, if they played in the finals, that was going to be on Sunday. And so then it, media day in Dallas was going to be a week from that next day. <laughs> so a week Crazy. from that Monday. So he was just going to have, you know, realistically five days to chill and do whatever. And then he's got to travel back to Dallas. So now he gets a few more days. I mean, obviously you listen to this on a Thursday, so gets a few more days to chill, go on a little vacation and then, you know, head back to Dallas uh, next weekend because media day for the Mavs coming up on the 26th. And I mean, that's here before we know it, that did y'all know last year we, no, 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 no. (laughs) we talked to Jalen Brunson on media day and So. <laughs> All right, coming up, let's let's talk a little bit more about the Slovenia team. Let's talk about our thoughts about Eurobasket. Uh, one of the re- why this team kind of fell short at the end because I think there were some signs, and I want to share some of these signs coming up. And then let's get into the list about the twenty-five, you know, the best players under twenty-five to build a team around. Luka Doncic was obviously number one, um, but it was not close. And so we'll talk about who came second and uh, who's maybe biting at, at Luka's ankles, his his knees like what's what's the phrase you're asking me what the phrase is (laughs) we'll talk about that coming up but before we do let me tell you about bet online uh i tried to tell you guys yesterday on bet online they had slovenia by 14 i said man if they win this game by 10 you could still hedge and take poland and you could still win so you could have won some money on bet online yesterday they got all kinds of other stuff you can check out um the Eurobasket stuff they have spain versus germany on the other side that one's coming up on friday Isaac, who do you think they have favored, Germany or Spain? Oh, they got they got Germany by about three and a half. Germany by four. Good guess. Oh, no. good guess. <laughs> you looked it up. I didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, Germany's favored in that game. You can check out Eurobasket. You can also check out the NFL. Um, I I don't know if anybody's looking at the Cowboys at at this juncture at this moment at this moment. <laughs> Um, there's all kinds of different. Sean Payton is. There's all kinds of different NFL odds that you, can, that you can pick and find. There's props, there's games, there's spreads, money lines, all kinds of stuff. Go check it out. It's Bet Online. It's where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, Giannis, Luca. Which NBA players move the betting line the most this season? Locked on and the Bet Online odds makers present. NBA's top 50, the most valuable players starting on September 19th. Find it on the Lockdown NBA YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast. They'll be ranking that. Uh, we'll be doing some cool stuff on that and having some episodes on that next week. All right, Isaac. Uh, before we we uh, talk about the Slovenia team, I do want to play some audio from Luca because he had a he had a quote after the game, 
And, you know, we, we say, hey, selfishly, as people that cover the Mavs, people that, that love the Mavs, you as a Mavs fan probably are like, I'm glad that he gets to play for the, I'm glad he gets to play for the Mavs. You know, I'm, I'm glad that, you know, but but this stuff really matters to him. We've talked about this all this whole run, this Eurobasket run, how much this matters to him and how much this run matters to him. And we were going to be fine. We love watching these games. We love, we hope Slovenia would win and all that. And these games really mattered to him. And he was asked after the game, if he's nursing anything, if there's any kind of injuries and just, um, you know, how he felt about the game. And this was his answer. Luca, we saw you holding your back, limping a bit. Uh, physically, were you 100 or a bit less? Uh, I don't know. Uh, probably not uh, 100%. Uh, I received an injection in third quarter. Uh, I've been dealing with a lot this Eurobasket. Uh, but that's not the reason, you know. Today I played terrible. Uh, I let my team team down. I let the whole country who was supporting us down, and that's on me. And I gotta look back at this game and be better. So he said he got an injection in the third quarter because it was so bad. His ankle injury was so bad. Like that gives you, that makes you cringe a little bit that he had to do that, and that he was just dealing stuff all Eurobasket. And it's true. And honestly. I think that's the biggest reason why they lost. I think Ooh. that's the that was the first sign is when I saw him not be 100%. I was like, "Oh, he doesn't have it." And I even I even tweeted during the game like I think it was uh our friend Ari Levy that that tweeted out like they're going to need an incredible run from Luca in the second half. And I said, "I don't think he's got it physically." And in that third quarter, it completely proved me wrong because he went he went all for it and then after that, Slovenia was just gassed. They didn't have enough to get towards the end, but Lu a, a hurt Luca is just it's just not enough with this team, and especially with with Drag with a uh, Zoran Dragic out as well. Like they're just down two huge pieces in their rotation. Well, I mean, it's going to be the same for the Mavs this season. Like, yeah, if he's hurt, they're done. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's the same. It's the same thing. So, uh, I just hate I hate seeing him like that. And he puts so much on his shoulders, and you know he knows that this was you know the captain Dragic's last. Euro basket yeah. game, you know, probably game with Slovenia, you know, national team and everything, you know, he wasn't even going to play in this. And then he changed his mind and came and played in it. And, um, it would have been really cool for them to ride off to the sunset. So, uh, but I do really like seeing it. It's so much fun watching Luca play for his country because he values it so much and he has so much passion for it. Um, it's just a lot of, it, it's, you know, we've watched every single basketball Lucas played since he was drafted by the Mavs yep. in 2018. So it's um, it, it is fun to see him play for something he's so passionate about, and he's going to be ready and hyped up for the the next time that they get to play. Yeah, he he really wanted this, um, and I think the Zoran Dragic absence was missed a lot more than than people thought because this Slovenia team didn't does not have a lot of wings. Like they just didn't. They were pretty low on wings. It was basically all on Chanchar to guard some of these guys and the Polish, the Polish wings. Who's that guy? Pon, Poni, Ponita. I can't, I, there's no evidence to say that guy's name. It was like the first triple double in like 15, Matus. 15, 20 years, uh, 26 points, 10 assists, 16 rebounds, just an incredible, um, run for them. But they, they were a little wing deficient, all they kinds of slaughter. different, all kinds of different reasons. Um, that the Slovenia team went down. They didn't. They weren't. They didn't get hot from three. That was kind of one of their things. If they don't get hot from three, they have to have a couple other things go right defensively. And without, they also didn't have my guy, the other bear, D 
Demich, no, they didn't have him. Yeah. And, and Toby was dealing with some foul trouble in this game early. Yeah. And uh, and so yeah, there just so many different reasons why the Slovenia team lost. But um, what are your what are your thoughts on how now that Luka, Giannis, and Jokic are all out? Um, the ratings people are pissed. Uh, seriously, because they were hyping up that whole thing. The last superstar left is Rudy Gobert. <laughs> Evan Fournier. If you don't know Fournier, just you know googling. I yeah, do a quick Google but, search. I mean, I guess it's France versus. I mean, I, should we write off Poland right now? But probably not. I guess but. not. I wrote off Poland yesterday. Um, I mean, Dennis Schroeder, go win Eurobasket. I know. Franz and Wagner. Get you some money. You know, like talking about a, a good showcase for for some NBA teams. Go win Eurobasket and be the star. And I'm sure that's what he's thinking right now. Wild. So this Eurobasket run comes to an end. It's it's tough for us to see Slovenia go down like that. We move on now to the Dallas Mavericks. I do I do want to say this real quick. You know, the Olympic run and obviously this run, a lot of Slovenian listeners, you know, hop, you know, like obviously listen to the show and y'all let us kind of hop on the bandwagon, you know, and you know, and be honorary Slovenians and have fun with our scarves and welcome to uh, us. You know, yeah, and welcome to us and our Luca Slovenia jersey and all this stuff. Like, uh, it's so much fun. Obviously, we didn't have a connection to the country of Slovenia before Luca, and now, like, I'm like legit. Whenever we look at like vacation stuff, I'm like, hey, if we ever go to Europe, I think we got to swing by Slovenia. Like, <laughs> and I never, you know, in the I didn't know anything about it before, yeah. and uh, so it's just fun. It's just you know a country that. You know, I'm learning more and more about because of Luca, and so many of you listeners have embraced our show and um, writing me Slovenci whenever we're you know chanting, having fun with us. So thanks for allowing us to hop on the the bandwagon and be honorary Slovenians for a bit. One hundred percent. All right, let's move on to this uh, NBA executive survey. Hoops Hype took this survey, and it was Mike Scotto. He took this in January of 2020, so I think he's been like slowly rolling this out. Uh, I don't know how slow that's that's like very slow if he's got, took this in January 2020 but he took this and he had 15 NBA executives across the NBA so it could you know be from any from anywhere well to clarify they they did this poll in, t- in January 2022 and oh. then they repeated it before this season so maybe they just I should read the it. whole paragraph and not just like the first two sentences just like a paragraph. headline just- you know like <laughs> I'm what's wrong with the world uh, okay, are. so yeah, so they repeated it. They they asked fifteen same thing. They asked fifteen executives to pick five players and to rank five players as to who they would pick as a one player under the age of twenty five to build their team around. And so then they took those five players. Each of them got a point, and then they kind of did a whole point total. Luka Doncic number one, obviously. Like I think it's, it's just pretty clear. And he had a hundred percent of the maximum points possible. So, like, every single one, all 15 of these NBA executives pick Luka Doncic as the one player under 25 to build their team around right now. He was the unanimous number one choice. Uh, just give just give everybody a little taste. Like, what makes Luka such a unanimous choice in this scenario? No, I mean, it's hands down. I was actually surprised it was kind of unanimous. I thought at least one person, like, I don't know, I guess Boston didn't get pulled, but... Uh, I, I thought Tatum might get at least one just because we just saw him in the finals and and all of that. And No, we just but, saw him in the finals, and that's why you wouldn't pick him because the way he played in the finals. Well, I mean, he plays good defense stuff too, but it, it should be unanimous. Like, it, this shows me, hey, we got some smart executives in the league. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's should. the right I mean, choice. You just don't, 
Yeah, it's the right choice. You don't get the combination of Luca's size, his playmaking, his shot, his everything. Like that's the the type of player you want to build a franchise around. And and to be honest, like I know we're about to get in. There's somebody else lower, uh, you know, too low on this list because I think he he's of the same like type of mold of what I would want to start a franchise with and a primary ball handler at that size to run a team. You just can't beat that for, for Luka Doncic. Who's too low on this list. We'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, we're continuing on hoop types players. that you want to build a team around under the age of 25? Luka was number one, the unanimous choice. All 15 of these NBA executives put Luka as their number one option. Number two, was Jason Tatum. He got 69% of the vote. Nice. You had John Morant at 44%. He was number three. Evan Mobley, 28%. He was number four. Number five, Anthony Edwards at 16%. Zion Williamson at 12%. Scotty Barnes, 8%. LaMelo at just about 7%. Trey Young, 4%. Darius Garland, 4%. Cade Cunningham, about 3%. Um, Jalen Green, 3%. So that means like two votes. He, they got two votes in this. Uh, Gilgis Alexander and then Tyrese Halliburton. So that's the 13 players that got votes in this. And uh, you think that there was one player that was too low. Who's that? I think Cade was too low. Mm. Um, I'm just a big believer in him. I think he's going to have a big time season. I think kind of the same stuff that you say about Luka, his size, running point guard, run the offense, just what he can do. Um I'm just a big believer. And I just say, I mean, he was four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He was eleventh on this list. And yeah. it's like you look at some of the names above him, like I would start a franchise with him over Darius Garland, over Trey Young, over LaMelo. Um, I would take him over Scotty Barnes. I would take him over Zion and to start a franchise with. For like sure. I would yeah, put him I would. I would put him like six on this list. So um I just think he's way too low. And I think after this season, I think he's going to skyrocket up this list and be viewed as like an Anthony Edwards type guy. I'm with you on Cade Cunningham too low. So like the players, but like, yeah, the players above him, Darius Garland, Trey young, uh, LaMelo, Scotty Barnes, Zion. Like I, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure that I'm putting all those guys hundred percent ahead of Cade Cunningham after we've only seen one year. Like there, we see some guys that it takes them a year to just get acclimated to the NBA. And then they take off in year two. And even Luca, Luca was like, he had to get acclimated, more so had to get acclimated to his coach. And then the second year, the coach really gave him the reins. But there's still an acclimation process, whether it's the player with the game or the game with the player sometimes. And I think Cade Cunningham is going to be that for him too. And Cade's supposed to be a better shooter than what Luca Luca is too. So like he has that going for him. Uh, In other ways, he's obviously not as good as Luca, but you can compare the two because of the size, the passing ability, their scoring ability. And that's what you need. That's what you want in this in you know in the NBA. And the guys above him just have too many flaws that I'm I'm too wary of, right? Like Yeah. Uh that um, well, where where do you think Paolo falls on this list next year? Ooh. Well, he didn't get any votes now. He could have gotten he could have gotten votes. Oh, could he have? I'm pretty sure, right? They did it ahead of this Ooh. season, so you could have picked anybody under the age of twenty five. Um, but Ty- Tyrese Halliburton got a vote and he didn't. Shea Gilgis Alexander got a vote and and at Paolo didn't. You're super high on Paolo. I am. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am. I like him a lot. Let's just go through uh, let's go through it for you. Who okay, so would you take any of these guys over Paolo? Halliburton? No. SGA. 
No. Jalen Green. No. Cunningham. Yeah. Yeah, you would take Cunningham over. Darius Garland. I'd take Paolo. Trey Young. Let's move on. Answer. No, I, I would take. Trey. Answer the question. I, you would, I would take, take Trey Young. Okay, so we're probably yeah, right, right now. Lamelo. Yeah, I'd take Lamelo. I'd cut it off. Okay, so you're cutting it off, right? The Scotty Barnes. You you'd cut yeah. it off right there for Paolo. So like somewhere in the ten ish range, if you're moving Kate up. Yeah, yeah. And after I see him play for a whole rookie season, I might move him up from there. Like, I just once again, like at six ten, like is it crazy that I would do? I would take Mobley over Jaw to start a franchise. No, no, I I would do the same thing. I would do the same thing because it's just so rare to have a guy like Mobley. Yeah. And Jaw, um, like the thing about Jaw is Jaw is a great floor raiser for a team because he's always going to go balls to the wall. He's always going to give you that effort. He's always going to get the like the the 50-50 stuff. But when you have to like when you have to get buckets, when you have to do certain things, have to get a stop. I'm just not sure that I think there's a certain ceiling with that. With John Morant. Now, he could prove me wrong for sure. But I think that yeah. a guy like, like Evan Mobley, he can get you a stop in in uh, you know in a, a situation a couple years in his career. He's going to get you a bucket at a certain point in his career because of his size. And yeah. uh, that matters a lot. I mean, look at the two guys at the top of this list, Luka and Tatum. Both guys are like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, yeah. That's why I think Ja versus Anthony Edwards is a fascinating debate. Of well, let's, just let's ex- do it then. Explosion... You know, Anthony Edwards at his size on the wing, you get a point guard and jaw. What do you value the most? There's a little bit more injury stuff with jaw. Um, well, and with Anthony Edwards, it's it's not, it's not the size like his height. You're not looking at jaw and Anthony Edwards and go, oh, well, because Anthony Edwards is like two inches taller than jaw, that that's yeah. a huge difference. It's his it's his strength, right? You see that guy play and he can bully people. You're not seeing John Morant bully people. He can, he can get by somebody quick. I mean, he is the best in the NBA at... You know, point A to point B, I'm just going to blow right by you. You're going to have no shot. But with Anthony Edwards, you can muscle your way. And that's, I think you, you see more success with that later in the, later in people's NBA careers at a higher level. Um, like, like the most successful small guard in NBA history is Steph Curry. He's not killing you with his speed. He's killing you with his his shiftiness. He's killing you with his handle, like all that kind of. It's Kyrie, kind of the same thing. You start going through some of these Isaiah Thomas, like the... Uh, Pistons Isaiah Thomas start going through some Chris Paul go through some of these small guards and that's how they find success at the highest level and so that's why I have a question about that whereas in Anthony Edwards there's a litany of guards <laughs> that are like that are in his kind of build Kobe Bryant like uh, Michael Jordan start going through some of these guards uh, Clyde yeah. Drexler where like you can just see that okay that's how he's going to succeed at a higher level if you're building a yeah. team around him you're trying to look at all right what what is the ceiling of this who's the guy on this list that you're like Ooh, that's that guy's like situation is one I'm scared about from keeping Luca from a ring. Okay, well I t- I told you this before the show when we were talking about this. The, the <laughs> that's why I reworded the question. <laughs> the one the one thing in the way of Luka Doncic getting a ring is the Mavericks. Who's the guy on this list? And. In- what situation? Oh, that's, for the a, that's guy? a conversation you don't want to have right now. Isaac Harris of Mavs.com. That's something you don't want to talk about right now. We're about to have media day coming up. And last year we had Jalen Brunson. The one player that I'm looking at, I mean that, I mean, Mobley with his, with his Cavs team. I mean that, that they're staying in the way, but I'm not worried about John Memphis. Like that's the initial, that's the 
highest Western Conference guy. Anthony I'm, Edwards. I'm so of fascinated about. I guess. Like, what? I'm so. I'm the more I look into the West, the more I'm landing on Memphis as this. Like, what are you gonna be? Like, are you, are you gonna be the the Hawks? That's the overachieving team who like. You know, they went to the conference finals. Obviously, Memphis didn't, but had this like big time season. You finish as a top, one of the top seeds in the West, and then you like come back down the earth next year. They lost some key pieces and all of that. Or are they like sustainable success? And it's going to be, you know, something that you're going to be there every year. That's what I'm like. Well, you, I, I just don't know what to think of. Well, them you look at year. them even against even against that Warriors in, in that series. They won a game by forty points. Like they they're either like getting dominated or or dominating sometimes. And you're like, all right, pick one. What are you? Are you this crazy world beater, or are you this, you know, like team that's like trying to punch above their weight a little bit here? There, there's just a path for them to like come back down to earth super fast next year with Jaron Jackson Jr. surgery. They lose slow mo. They lose DeAnthony Melton. Like. You know they get what three rookies on their team. Like they, what are, they can't keep the success up of these rookies, right? Like the, every single year, it feels like they bring in another rotation player. These rookies, and it's got to stop somewhere, <laughs> right? Like I mean, I like some of the guys. Like Laravia, I do too. We like yeah. them. We like them in the draft. But I I don't know. There, there's just a path that where they come crashing down super fast. There's also a path where John Morant puts up like MVP type numbers, stays healthy for sure, and keeps the you know Grizzlies afloat until. Jaron Jackson comes back. So also they have five rookies. They have two two ways, and they have three guys on their roster: Laravia, David Roddy, Kennedy Chandler. Dang, that's wild. Uh, you know Zion's a big question mark. You just don't know what you're gonna get. Like, I mean, you look at the West, and it's like, all right, who who are you like scared about the most on this? Like, you look at the East, it's like the Cavs have a good young team. Tatum, obviously, Scotty Barnes in Toronto. You look at Cade in Detroit, like, you know, there's not it's gonna take like all Detroit these guys while, are. Though. Yeah, but these guys are like fairly healthy and stuff right now. I think there's some there's some question marks. Yeah, you know, obviously with Zion and what what does Minnesota look like? Like we've talked about the the ups and downs of Minnesota. Like they could be a top four seed. They could be a playing team. Final question on this: Who has the best chance to catch Luca? Tatum's going to age out of this list. Um is anybody else are you looking at saying, all right, they could catch Luca and, and maybe get some more votes? Because I don't think anyone's going to pass him, but who could get more votes? Because Luca's going to be on this list next year, too, because he's going to be under 25 next year as well. Yeah. I mean, there's a world that Ja could um, if he has this crazy season, but I don't, I don't think it's Ja. I think it's Evan Mobley. Mm. I think he's the one. I think he can have a. If, if Cleveland has a monster season. And he like separates himself from that crew to where it's like, oh, like, he's like Kevin, Kevin Garnett. <laughs> yeah. It's like Mitchell, Jared Allen, Darius Garland. Like you have a core four that is awesome, but it's, we clearly know that Evan Mobley's the future. Like if you ever had to pick, he's what, he's what makes know, it work. Yeah. He is the, the, the future alpha alpha at six ten. what you could do. Like, that's the type of I think he is the one that could if Luke is not unanimous next year, yeah. it's because Evan Mobley's getting a couple of votes. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh I think Anthony Edwards will probably have a leap too. It's a very similar situation to that. Like they they both added the both those teams added former jazz like former jazz players, and if they are the ones that stand out on their team, 
you could see Anthony Edwards jumping up this list a little bit. The problem with him, though, is like defensive playmaking. If you don't do one or the other, it's hard to rise up a list. Like And shooting. Like If, if, it's hard, if all three of those things are kind of hard for you, it's uh, it's hard to rise up lists like this. You have to be elite at like yeah. a, a couple of those. How soon before LaMelo asks out? Asks out? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that this team may be rough this year. I mean, they might. They may Shout not out even, to Doug. They probably won't even make the play in this year. I know. The East That's is what, so tough. It's like you look at some of these other young like guards and stuff. It's like they actually have stuff happening around them that makes sense. We talked about this on Lockdown NBA last week, but um, we talked about who, which, which teams are most affected by the Donovan Mitchell trade. The Hornets have to play the Cavs and the Hawks, who both added like All Star guards four times next year. Okay. <laughs> Dang. I know. Like that, their schedule is so brutal. They have to play all the teams, like all, all the teams in the West that are in the East at least three times. Then they have to play the Cavs and the Hawks four times. Uh play all the good East all, all the good West teams at least twice. Like their schedule is just so brutal. What's the odds Lamellos and New York Nick in two years? We do this all the time. We do this all the time. <laughs> I I would put I would put the I would bet the field, like so much money on the field over the Knicks. <laughs> All right, there you go. That's Slovenia. That's the end of our Eurobasket coverage. And then that's Luka Doncic as the number one player to build your team around. We will be back tomorrow talking NBA 2K ratings and what NBA 2K thinks about the Mavericks and if we agree or disagree and all that. So we'll talk about that. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Boom! Boom!